This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. 114-110. Curry lets it fly. Canada, the NBA title is yours. Hey, that, of course, will go down as one of the more famous sound bites in Canadian sports history, the Toronto Raptors winning their first NBA title. But what happened moments later is a concern now for Masai Ujiri, the president and general manager of the Raptors. As you may have heard, Ujiri got into an altercation with a police officer at the end of that game as he was trying to get onto the court to celebrate with his players. The Alameda County Sheriff's Department's lawyer has said the officer didn't know who Ujiri was. They did not have proper ID to get on in the court, they say, and that Ujiri delivered, quote, an unprovoked hit to the jaw of a, the police deputy, causing the officer a concussion. The Raptors and Ujiri now face some serious legal issues here over this, but what really happened? Let's talk to Robin Doolittle now, the very fine investigative reporter for the Globe and Mail who has been digging into this story. Robin, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Robin, I know you've been talking to witnesses down there and a really excellent article in the paper today. What have you, what have you found out? So, uh, you know, uh, this is something that I've been following for the last couple of days, and I was astonished at how uh, little had been reported on, on people who had witnessed this. There was something like 20,000 people in that arena with, with video cameras, and a lot of them captured the altercation, and there's a video immediately after the shoving match that happened between uh, Masai and this, this sheriff's deputy. Um, so what the witnesses I spoke to, I wanted to know what happened right before. And the big question has been, did this sheriff know who Masai was? And uh, the police have suggested that this, this guy did not know who Masai was. And that this was um, a, a situation where Masai didn't have the right credentials. They had no idea who he was. What are they supposed to do? And right. uh, I spoke with one witness who was, says he was, you know, feet away from this happening, and he saw Masai pull out credentials, say something to the officer, and that people were shouting, that's the general manager of the Toronto Raptors, at the sheriff. And then when I went to the sheriff's office to actually comment on that, that point, they acknowledged that the body cam footage um, does show Masai saying, I'm the president of the Raptors and holding up his credentials. Now, they were apparently credentials that didn't give him clearance to the floor, which is one of the big questions that's come out of the story. Okay, so you got multiple witnesses there saying that he did produce ID, but maybe it wasn't the proper ID. Is that what this comes down to, perhaps? Yeah, it, it's a really, this is a really messy part of the story. And unfortunately, until the, the Raptors and the NBA and the Warriors and Oracle Arena kind of openly talk about it, it's going to be difficult to sort through, but it looks like Masai is holding a red badge with a lanyard. And what was needed to gain access to the floor is a purple badge and a yellow armband. The Raptors, because they were in a, a, a what's called a clinch situation, where they're, they're possibly going to win this title, would have been given these two uh, very limited items beforehand distribute to their organization and individuals that they want to have on the court in the event of a win. And so the question is, did the Raptors not give it to him? If he had it, 
where were they? Why wasn't he wearing them? And then there's the other element that, uh, I mean, there's two more elements, but one is if you look at the video on the floor after the win, it's not like everyone's wearing a yellow arm badge. So why are some people on there or not? And then the big question, which is what I really wanted to know was, okay, even if he didn't have the right credentials, this is the president of the Raptors. This is the guy who assembled this team. His team has just had this historic victory. And if you know it's him, why wouldn't you try to like go like, okay, these are the rules, but you know, I'm going to go talk to somebody. We're going to figure out how to get you on here. But what, what seems to happen is that the officer just would not let him by, right. shoved him, and then the side shoved him back. And that's when everything kind of blew up. And Lowry, uh, Kyle Lowry, the Raptors, is, is the one that kind of eventually grabs him and pulls him on the court. Okay. It also seems that the Alameda County Sheriff's Department there seems to be making quite a, a, a big deal about this with their lawyer saying that there was a hit to the jaw, that the officer was injured and disabled and suffered a concussion. But I don't know. That also seems a little fishy, Robin. It's, it's been interesting to watch your tweets here in the last 24 hours and some of the reactions on it, like one reporter tweeting back to you saying that she heard a different story from the cops down there the day after who said the officer was fine? I mean, are, do the, are the police kind of changing their story on this at all? The police have been very challenging to deal with, I can say, like trying to pin down exactly what's happened. Um, for example, the first time that we spoke to them, they didn't mention that Masai identified himself. It was only after we had a witness saying, well, a witness says that there was an attempt to identify himself, that they acknowledged that. Um, the police service has said that Masai initially that he punched the officer in the face. Yeah. And then as witnesses have said that they def- definitely didn't see him do that. They saw him shove him. Um, so the officers are still kind of maintaining that he connected with the face, but they're kind of hedging a bit that it was too close fist and that they connected with the lower part of his jaw. Uh, ultimately we want to see security footage, but they haven't released that. Um, on the shove front, yes, lots of speculation. Like, the officer is claiming he has a concussion, he has a serious jaw injury, and he's off work on disability now or disabled because he can't work because he's so injured and has suggested he's going to file a lawsuit against Masai, the Raptors, and possibly the NBA. Um, in addition, there's this criminal investigation going on. Um, the police, what I thought was interesting yesterday, acknowledged to me that the officer did shove Masai first. He said, you know, if we're talking numbers, I'd say it was like a five. But Masai came back with a 10, so he shoved the officer much harder. Um, But a five out of 10 is still significant as well to me, um, if that's, you know, kind of the the level of, you can imagine in the moment, Masai trying to get on the court, being blocked, officer shoves him. And witnesses that I spoke to said there were several shoves and put points of contact between the deputy and Masai before Masai pushed him back. Okay, Robin, last question for you. Where, where does this go from here now? I mean, there there are multiple options here, I guess, potentially for the uh, the district attorney down in California to a- approve a, a potentially a charge against Masai or Masai Ujiri, or maybe this this police officer, like you said, potentially sues him in, in civil court. But with some of the confusion around this, do you get any sort of sense that maybe the uh, officials down there might back off on this and we can just write it down as a misunderstanding? What do you think is going to happen? I think that's 
been a big question all along is like, why wasn't this just chalked up as a misunderstanding from the very beginning in the heat of the moment? Yeah. Um, I, I have no idea. I don't have a crystal ball. I don't want to speculate. But what we do know is in the United States, unlike in Canada, district attorneys um, make decisions about charges and district attorneys are elected officials. So they have political considerations. I, I don't know which way this could play for them. Like, that might make you more likely to charge someone if you're saying, it, 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 since the officer is claiming he's seriously injured, yeah. um, that might make you more likely. On the other hand, there's a racial element to all of this. Yes. You know, the NDA is predominantly made up of, of black players. Masai is, is one of the few high-ranking executives in the NBA who isn't white. Um, so people are questioning, you know, if he had been a, a white basketball president in a $5,000 suit trying to make his way onto the court and people were shouting, that's the president of, you know, the Warriors, would he have been stopped? Um, so I don't know, maybe on that political element, that might have an influence, but we just really don't know. And then there's also the question of whether he's going to be charged with a misdemeanor offense or a felony. And if it's a felony, that could potentially restrict his access to traveling to the United States. So it's a wow. huge mess. And in, in that sense, it's not super surprising that you're seeing not a lot of comments coming from the Raptors or the NBA at this time. Robin, great job on the story. Thank you for taking the time to talk about it today. Thank you. Bye. Okay, you're welcome. That is Robin Doolittle, very fine investigative reporter there at the Globe and Mail. Highly recommend the story that she broke on this today.